0: Belinda Agnew, Brand Ambassador of Women in Tech and Obsessor of all things startup and entrepreneurship. She's the co-partner of X Enabler, as well as the host of Startup and Unicorns. Today, I'm chatting with Belinda. Let's talk about truth. Um, you shared something with me um, when we were speaking privately, and it was about a lot of people not being truthful, about showing themselves in a certain light online or, you know, in their corporate or business space. And behind the scenes, they're a different person.
1: Yeah. So you mean like authenticity is like an overused word at the moment. But I feel like we were literally just talking about this in the previous podcast I had is that the more truth you show or the more truth you show in the world or the more authenticity you show as an individual, I feel like you create better opportunities because I feel as though when people are not truthful – or authentic, they're creating opportunities that isn't necessarily for them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like if you are yourself, authentic self, truthful to yourself, because obviously lying to yourself isn't creating the best opportunities, let's face it. But if you're truthful to yourself, you're creating not only the right opportunities to you, but the right relationships to help you grow with the authentic self versus the fake self. So I feel like a lot of people, not just in business but in personal life Mm -hmm. um, don't necessarily show up as their true self. And I think that stems from you would know this better than me from trauma and insecurities and projecting and things like that. So I think a lot of people that I meet in corporate haven't necessarily done a lot of inner work or got to really know who they are as a person to be able to shop in a world of truth, right? So, because we're all fearful of it. Yeah. It's like, and and do you see that me? more with men are or like women? Me? Both. But, yeah. Yeah, both. I think if I was to look at it as a male and a female thing, I would definitely say men are better at lying. <laughs> 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 but women um, are not as good at lying as men. But I... I would say they're probably quite equal, but you wouldn't necessarily know because men are so good at lying. Yeah,
0: and (laughs) and and when you say that, that, like we laughed at the same time and it's not like a secret little joke, but I think, you know, that is part of a man's power, you know, is to inflate themselves. It's like the peacock or the alpha male, you know, and what is truth? It's like when a man looks into the mirror, generally they see a slightly more inflated version of themselves, Um, whereas women are conditioned to take the attention off themselves, right? So whether it's in their work um, or, you know, in, in how much space they take up, um, it's a really different conditioning and I think it's also biological within us. Um, and that can be, you know, a positive thing or a negative thing. Um, but I, I remember one of the things you shared was um, some prominence people, whether, you know, it's in the business world or, you know, famous people who, you know, message you, slip into your DMs and they're married. So, and, you know, I think that's a really important thing to know because the more success you have in life and especially as men, as they start to make more money, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that their personal life is improving. Sometimes Mm. it can go in the completely opposite direction.
1: Mm. I think, um, you know, when when you said that a lot of men actually the quite relevant um now to this um topic I was reading a tweet a guy had tweeted something he said when women when men make money all they want to do is take care of the woman and take Mm -hmm. care of the home but when women make money all they want to do is be independent and be on their own and I was like this is so not true. Like I remember when I first made money, the first thing I did was bought my mom a car and I gave my mom a credit card and an allowance to help out with her daily expenses or whatever. And, um, and, and somebody tweeted after that, a woman, she was a relationship coach and she said, it's funny that you say these things because I actually see the world a little bit different. A lot of my clients are men And we speak about this often and successful men, million dollar, billion dollar status. And a lot of the times men that make a lot of money, unfortunately, end up with a divorce or a side mistress or cheating and escorts and all these types of things because they can, they have opportunity. And unfortunately, women um, are attracted to successful men with a lot of money and status because that's what we like and it's really easy for them to just go and meet a, a new woman, a younger woman. Yeah, so it's think-
0: easier and it's resources, right? So even since we were hunters and gatherers, it's like the man who can acquire the most resources. And, and that could be money. Um, it could be social resources. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be friends, uh, acquaintances, whatever it is, or, you know, food. Um, so I think that's not even just a conditioning thing. I think it's something biologically programmed within us and also um, probably a little bit biologically programmed in men Um, but however I think that's where the internal compass gets lost Mm. um, because I think a lot of people with success especially men um, they lose themselves as well and it creates stress totally and a way to relieve stress is not necessarily to go back home to your wife who's seen you at your worst but to be admired by someone new right? Mm. To get that applause.
1: There was a guy um, that is quite a huge status here in Australia and I will never forget the conversation we had. And he said something that literally stuck out like a sore thumb. He said, Belinda, why do you think successful men only, sorry, why do you think successful men have many supercars? And I was like, because they like supercars and they can. And he's like, it's like women, like If I have a Ferrari, it's not enough. I want a Maserati. If I have a Maserati, it's not enough. I want a Bentley and I want a Tesla and I want this type of car. And it's like women, like one woman isn't enough when you get to that certain status. It's like I want, you know, a younger woman, an older woman, a mid-level woman, a different type of woman. We never are satisfied or content. And that's why we drive different cars throughout the week because we get bored. Wow, and and do you think I guess? This is so crazy. Yeah, no, no, and I think it's
0: really disheartening, especially if um, you are a successful woman and you're sort of, um, I guess, have insights to all of this, and Mm. you're in a stage where you're looking for the right person. Um, It can even sort of put you off relationships because you don't need a man anymore. You want one, Um, but seeing someone who is successful and acting this way. Um, Do you think it's sort of made your dating life or relationships more complicated?
1: Oh, totally. Like, I think, you know, the problem with me is um, it's not that I don't have opportunity. I have plenty of opportunity. It's uh, and even like I have the most amazing men around me. Um, They're not necessarily... um, you know, as crazy as what I explained to you. But it's (laughs) just not, it's not, it's not settling, right? So I feel like I've worked so hard in my life and for me to settle for just something that's mediocre or, or basic, it just kind of dims my light. It's like, why have you worked so hard to get where you are? Like, why are you not working so hard to have the guy that you desire, right? Or want, Um, not necessarily need so I think for me I'm just really not waiting but you know trying to do more inner work be more self-aware to attract the right person in my life I think it all starts from yourself first um, because you're always going to fall into the same patterns otherwise so I think it's kind of one of those things but definitely don't want to settle
0: (laughs) yeah and like this word settling right no one wants to settle especially Mm -hmm. when you've lifted your life to such a high level um and you came from a difficult upbringing and you've created a lot you know you've created businesses you've elevated your life you've developed yourself so this idea I guess like you know I can resonate with you as well um is bringing someone into your life who's not just giving you something who's not providing a life for you but they might actually take away from that life um, is also scary so do you think a little bit of that is fear? Because in a sense, no matter who we meet, mm. they can change um, in a year. They can change when we move in with them. We don't, we don't know where life is going to take us. Um, so do you think it creates a little bit of a, a barrier to connection?
1: You mean having fear that you don't know what the outcome will be?
0: Yeah, kind of like in, in the business sense, there are things you can control, right? Yeah. In the material world, in relationships – There is less control. Um, And I also, you know, do notice with a lot of successful women, um, externally successful and who have a lot of options, um, there's like this fear of intimacy because the need is no longer there, right? Got it. And and we don't have to necessarily work with that anymore because the man doesn't have to put a roof over our heads.
1: He doesn't have to support us. I, I get get what you're asking. So this is where I'm completely opposite, which is like quite interesting. So I speak about this a lot on social media, and people still don't understand. They're like, "But how can you be have traditional values mm-hmm. when you're not a traditional woman yourself? You are in the corporate space, you make your own money, and things like that." So I think in my personal life, I desire a traditional man, mm-hmm. and what yeah. that means is I want a man to provide me and provide safety and provide for my home and the mm-hmm. family and that means emotionally yeah. and financially yeah so just because i'm independent and i make my own money it doesn't necessarily mean i don't want a provider i definitely want a provider i definitely want a person to provide for me for my family Um, And that is at a certain level, not necessarily aligned, but needs to be much larger than I am in life. Because I think every woman to be submissive and feminine, they need somebody to lead and guide. Yes. And trust and feel safe and protected and all those things that women need. Um, So I think for me, I definitely want a traditional man for sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think you're alone in that. I think the more powerful a woman is, whether it's in um, her external appearance, whether it's in her confidence or, mm-hmm. you know, the success that she's building externally, the more powerful she is, she wants a stronger man, right? And, and that's the masculine feminine balance. And, and really, that's actually why I coach men, not women. The, the principles remain the same, but I believe that the man is the leader. He creates the container. -hmm. Right. And for the relationship to work, um, it's very hard for a woman to direct it because that's when it gets out of balance. So, yeah, I think it's not unusual what you want. Um, I think that we all want the same (laughs) deep down. And I think a lot of women are really scared to say that, Mm. right? They're really scared to say, I want a man who's a provider. I want a man that creates safety. Um,
1: I want a man who makes me feel emotionally stable right? It's true. And, and I think when I talk about that openly to certain men, they're very like, oh, but B, that's so like gold digger of you. Mm. And I'm like, can you please not say that word? Like that word does not exist in my vocabulary. Because I think men that say that women are gold diggers aren't men that can't, uh, are men that cannot provide for women, in my opinion. And I think um, someone was saying it on a, on a reel the other day, uh, broke men talk like that not successful men successful men would never tell you that you're a gold digger ever they would never even talk about you wanting a relationship with me because of my money men that are successful don't say those things they actually love mm. they love giving the woman money they love taking care of the woman they love buying gifts that's what successful men love to do
0: yeah, and it, it's uh, also internally successful, right? Because I think a lot of men who use those phrases and, you know, obviously there are women who are after a man to give them security. But um, there's, there's
1: nothing wrong with that. And,
0: the, and that's how it, that's what marriage is, has been developed for. Marriage is about giving uh, women security. It's It's been a business contract for many, many years. But it's
1: not even a contract. It's like playing your role. Like your role is, for, for a woman, our role is to to keep the home uh, good, yeah. take care of the, the babies, the family, be a good mother, be a good wife first, second comes business. For a man, it's yeah. the other way around. So I think um, this is like where people have misalignment of, you know, the roles that they need to play.
0: Yeah. And I think when people say these types of things, especially men, we kind of forget how different a man and a woman is. A, a woman is a portal for a child to come through. You know, our body opens up to create a child. There's so much strength. There's so much pain. There's so much that a woman has to use her body, her emotions for, um, where a man doesn't have to have that responsibility. So he does need another responsibility. And in essence, um, I, I know someone might throw tomatoes for me, you know, at me for saying this, but that is a man's value. To provide that
1: structure, when th- it is. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's the truth. You're speaking the absolute truth. It is, and this is where people are so you know um, torn and and like you know I don't necessarily like Andrew Tate as a person, but I respect his values and I respect what he preaches because everything he says is the truth. It's the truth. The roles, the the reason why God created us as as women is to procreate it's that's the truth like for us to not have children it's like you're going against what god created you for <laughs> so
0: yeah look i And I the think, same as men i think it's a choice it, andrew tate is an interesting topic um i actually have not watched much from him okay. but somebody did ask me what i thought of him so i thought i have to do some research and at the time i think he was in jail. They found him on some charges. But when I was watching his content, um, and a, a lot of what I do is intuition. And that's how I pick my guests. There's a level of intuition because there's a lot of interesting people out there. There's a lot of successful people. And what I got from Andrew Tate is he's a great marketer. Oh, he's, he's just a great marketer.
1: The strategy he put together to create what he created is brilliant.
0: Yeah. So so he's just using things that people will rev people up. Totally. Right. But it's the truth. And it's obviously working. It's the
1: truth. And then he's becoming a
0: bit too powerful now. So, it, you know, he needs to be controlled, mm. right, by the media or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, but I think anything that sh- really shakes people up like that, especially a guy who's talking about men's and women's roles there's some truth in that and maybe it triggers people
1: well because it's extremely difficult for men you know um, like one percent of men are actually successful in the world like unfortunately there's not many men out there that are that can provide for the home that can you know tell their wife or girlfriend to stop working and, and be, a, be a mom and stay at home and you know Still love your passion, do what you want, but you don't necessarily need to make money. I got you, and it's it's extremely difficult yeah. for a lot of men, and that's why everybody and it's getting gets more difficult now. Yeah, right. And and
0: women are in a way forced to go into the workforce, and it's causing a lot of problems within relationships. Totally. So essentially, um, the key problems that couples have, especially after long term marriages, is always comes down to the same thing, and it's the man no longer standing in his masculine. Right. Even if he's a director out in the world, even if he's a, you know, has a big role or he is quite masculine externally, in the home he's stopped being masculine. Right. And it sort of brings me back to um these guys that you mentioned who are DMing you. It's like, you know, it's like they're trying to regain a sense of power. You know, maybe they've lost that in the home, particularly if they're married, right? But they're trying to step back into their masculinity. Um and I don't believe a man, I, I believe that. People are naturally, not everyone is naturally monogamous, but I believe that's our evolution. Mm. That's a man stepping outside of his animal nature, mm. right, and evolving. Um, but this need for validation, it's because he's no longer being validated at home, mm. right? And he needs to achieve. He needs more. He needs more. But if he's a- actually able to stay in his masculine at home, right, and, and hold his frame at home, um. Then I don't think there's necessarily that urge or
1: that need for it to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. I speak to a lot of men uh, often, and this is like one major topic because it's like yeah. the topic I love to talk about yeah. at the moment. Okay, good. And it's relationships and the dynamics between a male and a female, mm-hmm. and how that plays out, and why people get divorced, and yeah. why isn't it working? Um, because a lot of these married men are in my DMS and, (laughs) and not, not just like once off, like for years, like they've been trying, this is like an ongoing thing, right? So I like to understand why that is and why that happens. Um, and a lot of the times, a lot of the feedback I get from these men is, uh, I love my wife My wife is Mm -hmm. incredible. They always love their wife. I don't know how I ended up with this beautiful angel. She's so good to me, such a good mother, like such an awesome woman, but I'm a man and I have needs. And if I see a beautiful woman, it's, I have an urge to, to have desire for her and I, I want to sleep with her or I want some type of sexual relationship with her or, you know, even having time with her, you know, things like that. So I think a lot of the times men say they don't necessarily want to get a divorce and, you know, go to that girl. They just want a sexual relationship because men are logical creatures. They're not emotional like women. So they can just go and sleep with a woman and it's nothing for them. Whereas a woman is completely opposite.
0: Yeah. And and I think that comes down to hormones. And I think these are guys who are high in testosterone on some level, especially if they have a level of success. Um, And maybe they're too far on their masculine side. So it's out of balance and it's not in a healthy way. Um, And actually, I do have some of these men reaching out to me in my DMs, but for different reasons. So Mm -hmm. um, I I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. A lot of these men do want to change right? You know, when they realize that maybe it's going to cost them their family, their wife, um, their assets, they realize that maybe something's mm-hmm. off. Um, and some of them really do want to change. Um, and I guess generally what I hear, and this is not everyone, um, but a lot of these men, they feel like they're not getting their love and the validation that they need at home, mm-hmm. right? You know, that, that's sort of the sad part of it. It all comes down emotions right you know because what's one body to another body uh for a man who's over the age of 30 Mm. right if i think if a man um in his 40s who's sort of had some time being single if he still needs to be with a million women there's something wrong it's it's like an addiction or a nervous reaction or a fear response Mm. um because it's not evolution Mm. right he's not evolving
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean I could I could I could see that. Um I've never really thought of like the age thing, but um these men that I'm talking about uh yeah, mid thirties, late thirties, early Mm forties is kind of the the age. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, but Mm. you know, I think there's still hope. I, I do believe that, you know, a man can be Um, successful out in the world and still be loyal and faithful. I feel those two can come together, but I think society paints it in this way Mm -hmm. that success is having a lot of women. It's, it's kind of like these false idols. Right. Um, And I also do notice with a lot of men who are quite good looking, right. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to really work for women. Women come to them. They don't actually want to sleep with a lot of women. Really? Yes, it's quite interesting. And I've had a few clients like this younger men who their sex drive has completely fallen away. They're good looking, they're fit, um, they're always at the gym, but their testosterone is low. And I believe that's going to happen a lot with the younger generation because men are grooming themselves more they're taking care of themselves more and women are becoming more powerful so the next generation of women they're all going to be working Um, women work harder and then this is sort of the facts they work harder um, they take more direction so there's going to be a, a generation of really strong successful women and men who don't know how to pursue women Right. So their drive is going to lower because, you know, a, a man needs to hunt. Otherwise, he doesn't get that attraction.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And
0: he might need to even hunt outside so he can come home to his wife and feel attracted sometimes. So mm. I think it's a really complicated.
1: I never thought of it that way. Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's interesting.
1: Right. Mm. There you go.
0: Yeah. um, And yeah, let, let's chat a little bit about... um you know, childhood and how that sort of affects our relationships. Because I've definitely noticed it. you know, uh, as I've had many relationships, um, long-term relationships, um, as I started to do this work, I started to look back and look at my childhood Mm -hmm. and notice how the men that I was attracting were initially completely the opposite to my father, but then they were completely the same, some of them. So there were always these key characteristics um, that I was almost trying to fulfill. Um, And I know that you grew up with a single mom. Um, So how do you think that
1: impacted your relationships? Well, I think your surroundings will forever impact you. I think, you know, you eventually get programmed and wired to your surroundings. So um, you know, if you live with your parents and, and have um, a long standing relationship living with family for so long, mm-hmm. you're obviously going to be wired in um, their environment um, because obviously you're not independent enough to stand on your own two feet. So you're obviously going to become like them <laughs> eventually. Um, but, you know, for me, I was lucky enough to leave home at a really young Mm -hmm. age so I left home at
0: uh, 16. Yeah I love Um, how you phrase it that way you were lucky enough because I think people in Australia stay at home for so long mm -hmm. and it does them a disservice.
1: Yeah it does Mm -hmm. it does it really because everything in life is energy right so I think um, the sooner you realize that the sooner you will be able to um, grow into your authentic self so I think. When I say lucky enough, not that my mother was a bad person. Yeah. She's an incredible mother and I love her so much. And our relationship has evolved over, you know, over time. And we're in a much better situation. But what I mean by that is um, I was lucky enough to to fail and fall on my ass and, you know, go through these crazy experiences at such a young age that people go through in their 20s. I went through them in my teens. So I think it gave me an upper hand in in life and in my career and all of that. So um, I was definitely lucky enough to leave at an early age, learn a ton, experience a ton, be around crazy people, different people, different Mm -hmm. personalities, um, which um, in turn, I didn't really uh, become like my mother. Similar things do pop out here and there. Yes, wow, this is my mom. This is something how my this is how my mom would react in a relationship. This is how she treats her partners.
0: Pop out during stress or in relationships. Um, Where do you see you know your mom come out most in? Oh, in my
1: personal relationships, yeah, for sure. Um, But in my like work life and everything, that was all created by me. So I think it's nothing to do with my mother. But personal life, it Mm -hmm. does come out sometimes. So, um, yeah, I think your upbringing is Mm -hmm. really a a huge thing. I think it's like the age um, six years old onwards is kind of like really um, six to 11, is it?
0: It's zero to seven where it's like we're like a sponge. So we get all of our conditioning. Oh, okay. um, but there are some theories the next seven years. So, you know, that's when we're in adolescence. Um, but from my knowing, you know, we get our rules about this world. You know, we come onto a new planet mm. from wherever we came from and we're just learning how to survive. So with a lot of people, they're still using the survival skills, Um That they used before the age of seven right because that kept them safe and that could have been being the funny one being the strong one being the responsible one um i know for myself um it was to in a way um placate my parents emotions right because i had quite a lot of chaos and surprise surprise um this is what i'm doing today i'm dealing with people's emotions and i think some days you just wake up and you think shit, this is a product of my childhood. And you kind of realize how little control you have in some ways of these areas of your life because your subconscious is controlling a lot of this.
1: Yeah. It's ongoing. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? You can't stop. And if you stop, it's like meditating. Um, I remember when I started meditating and I stopped, it's like everything just came back. Yes. It's so, like I didn't even yes. do the work. I was like, what? Like, yes. What is happening? So it's like ongoing Ongoing. I love that
0: you said that. That's what I tell my clients all the time because I think everyone needs to meditate. It's like if you mm-hmm. never brush your teeth, you're going to tell that person here's a toothbrush, brush your teeth, right? Totally. And you don't realize what it does until you do it for a while and you stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what did meditation
1: add to your life? So um, I did it for a bit uh, and then I stopped because I... Feel like I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. Like I can't sit still, um, and I am an overthinker. So I overthink everything in my brain, not out loud, before I make decisions. Um, and it helped me calm and be more present and make mm-hmm. better decisions before I would kind of just like blurt it out. I was very, I'm very blunt person in general, but I would be worse. I just like blurt everything without even thinking about what I'm saying. But now I just started to meditate again um, and I'm going through a whole coaching program with the meditation coach Yeah, um, and like life coach. Mm-hmm. He's like incredible. Um, and it's like a group of us. It's like nine women, um, all different types of age and, you know, uh, the time in their life as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's super interesting. And I think meditation, self-work um speaking to a coach having Mm -hmm. a coach is so important and a lot of people think it's fluff and like why do you need a coach like just go talk to your friends and and all and I'm like it's it's, like the
0: blind leading the blind with our friends right yeah in many ways because you know I grew up with uh people from my same culture same background doing the same thing um and I think coaching is just the best thing because it expands your mind of
1: what's possible you know? totally and you just get to know yourself so much more as a person mm-hmm. i think ongoing coaching is really really important
0: yeah no i agree so i'm gonna ask you three questions to close um, okay. our show together so the first question is what advice would you give to your younger self
1: oh, buy bitcoin no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> at what <I'm> time <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing that came to my head um I would say, like seriously, um, would say, uh, you know, um, everything in life is going to be okay. You just need Mm -hmm. to go through it and and believe in God, trust in God. Mm -hmm. He will guide you, but ultimately it's your choice. So you need to make choices. Mm -hmm. He can guide you to the places, but you need to make those choices. So wherever you are in your life, it's based on the choices you've made. So, yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs)
0: yeah I love that and I feel like even if my younger self heard that advice it would just create much more enjoyment in the process yeah
1: just enjoy life's so short so short so short don't take life seriously we don't realize
0: how short it is but anyway next question so um we've spoken about men we've spoken about the dating world um what would you want to men to hear either who are dating or in relationships what would you want them to know that might provide them I'm not going to say advice but a woman's
1: perspective to you know help them improve themselves um I think mm-hmm. It depends on what type of woman, first of all, you're trying to attract. Like if you're a beta, then you need to, you know, aim for alpha and then alpha woman. But if you're an alpha man, you obviously want a beta. So I think, um, you know, know if, what type of woman you want and what comes with that. I think a lot of men say to me or, you know, say out loud, I love independent women mm-hmm. and I love that they're on their, you know, path and you know, they're successful and they have their own money and they're, you know, they have direction in Mm. their life and they're not, you know, all over the place. But when it comes to it, they're like, holy shit, I did not sign up for this. You are way too independent. You are way, yeah, way overpowering. So I think just figure out what kind of woman you want and what that comes with. And I think um, lastly, women love status and love a provider. So if you can't provide status or or providing in emotionally or financially, it's going to be very difficult to land a woman um, to be with you for, for life.
0: Yeah, and I, in I, my opinion, look, I don't agree with the. I you know there's the top of the top, um, but not everyone's going to be there. But I think for each man's range, they need to provide that level of security and stability, right? Mm. Uh, where they're at. And even if they're in a marriage right now um, and they've always been the provider, there's still emotional security to provide, right? Mm. There's still physical security.
1: Totally. So uh,
0: what a woman always wants is safety and security. And I think that's 100% spot on and not a lot of women will directly say that. So thank you. (laughs) And final question, just to finish it off. um, What are you excited right now in your life, what's sort of giving you that get up and go and, yeah, what are you looking forward to?
1: Um, Oh, my God, there's so much I'm looking forward to. I think life's so – I feel like I have such a long life to Mm -hmm. live and I'm still really young and I am excited to learn, experience, grow, get to know Mm -hmm. myself. Um, I booked a flight um, one way. To go to Dubai than Europe. And I don't know when I'm coming back. So I'm excited That's about exciting. that. Yeah. So you're stepping
0: to, into the unknown.
1: Yeah, yeah, love. Love a challenge. Letting go of so, control. Yeah, yeah. On my own. So that should be fine. I'm excited about that. And um I think what I'm excited about the most is I haven't fully I don't fully know myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to get to know her fully. Yeah. So I think that's going to be exciting. I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. And I
0: think a lot of women also don't have that excitement to connect with themselves, right, because they're looking for it externally. Um, But really at the end of the day, all we have is this relationship with ourselves. Totally. Um, And yes, we want a man. We need a man. Um, But the other thing is sometimes we have the most fun with our girlfriends we don't realize how good it is and how good it feels um and it's a chemical it's oxytocin that we share together yeah um, is when we're with other women totally Uh, and we can only create that connection if a woman is fulfilled within herself totally so thank you so much for joining me you're definitely one of those women (laughs) and
1: look forward to chatting soon thank you so much for having me